Excellent. Excellent. All right. This is Charles. I am Brandon Madison alongside Denia Azur, Danielle Carroll. And we have we have this gentleman that I've been looking forward to for the last week or so to talk um, women's football, um, coaching career. Um, how'd you get started? What motivates you? We're going to get into the coach's mind as well. Um, head coach of the of the Nevada Storm. Um, Coach Garza, thank you for tuning in and hanging out with us on Next Legacy Sports. And how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I, I appreciate all the attention you're bringing to women's sports, especially with football. Um, you know, for me, it's a passion to, to coach women football now. I never thought I'd say that in my life, but uh, it, it's it's become a passion for me. And and so for me, I thank you for for actually. Um, help projecting the ladies uh, more so than the league, any league, uh, the ladies first uh, and projecting their talents and showing what they can do. Well, well, Coach Garza, you started it. Let me floodgates out. You just said that you, you have a passion for what you're doing right now. And my friend, I want to know why. You know, um, it's just always been there. I grew up in uh, Central Texas and played football, you know, my early years until um, they wouldn't allow me to play any longer. Um, and for me, it's it's just that that knowledge of, of teaching somebody a sport that really brings people together. And uh, it, it's it's just an honor to be a part of the game and, and passing on traditions that, you know, the future coaches that you're coaching now are going to take on and pass on to their future teams. And and hopefully it's it's the right message that um, people will be able to take and, and live with for from here on out. And and so for me, I just want to be a little drop in the bucket of somebody's uh, conversation later on down the line. So um, I, I'm just looking for football to be promoted, whether it be men's or women's, uh, boys or girls. Um, I just want to be football to be promoted and show that it, it's actually a game that could bring everybody together. So let's go back and, and talk about just your coaching history then. So this is clearly your passion. This is what you love to do. This is this is a great thing. But how did you get started coaching? And when was that point in time in your life where you felt like, you know what, coaching is a form of leadership and I have the confidence to actually lead a group of men and women? You know, uh, that came about in a, a time in my life. I, I just left football behind and uh, – I never thought football would would come back into my life because it just as an athlete just wasn't su successful for me, you know. Um, so I, I'd counted football out. And uh, one of my best friends that I went to college with, he uh, he just kind of reached out to me one day and said, hey, I'm coaching football out here in Nevada. Uh, do you want to come and come coach with us? And he asked for a good solid year before I said, OK, stop bothering me. I'll get on the plane. And uh, 2009, I came out to. Uh, Reno, Nevada, and started coaching out at Sparks High with him. Um, directly off the plane, got my bags, you know, put them put them in the back of his truck, and he tossed me a, a, a shirt, and uh, we went straight to the field. And, and and for me, that was really significant because to me, it was like, okay, this is the structure that I missed, and the structure that that I feel like projected me to get a, be a better person day by day, right. and so it, it just developed into that passion of, hey, I, I'm going to be you know, changing people's minds, molding people's attitudes and, and the way they see the game. 
And so I, I really took pride in that. And uh, being a knucklehead coach my first year, I didn't really know what I was doing, but just it made me want to learn more. And, and it also reminded me how much I missed football. And when that time of, in my life when football was missing, it was just a blank slate that, you know, there was no production. And without football, I, I truly don't think I'd, I'd still be around. Gotcha. Danielle? The one thing that really stood out to me was the mission that you guys have when it comes to uh, building self-esteem and self-discipline for women. So like, how was that something that you came up with? That more something that, that the women collectively talked about? Why is that so important for you? For me, it's, um, I've always said it to my team and, and to the women that, that want to join our team. You know, for, for me, I'd love to, you know, build stronger women leaders in our community and do that through football. And um, because, again, I, I think football connects us all. Um, there's there's a lot of things and lessons that we can learn off of that. And for me, I, I just love empowering these women to do what they, they want to do and actually show other people what they can do because they know they can do it. They just need to show other folks. And, and I think that football is a great platform for that because – I mean, who doesn't want to watch football? Exactly. Amen. What would you say would be the moment that you knew that you wanted to coach women's football? Uh, you know, I, I first heard of the storm um, years after I'd already been living here. And uh, I was working with somebody and they said, hey, uh, this team really needs some good coaches. We'll we go give them a look. And I went out there and I just saw a very special group of players. And, you know, every coach sees that group and they say they just have that little eye for, for a group. And they're like, hey, this is going to be the team. And for me, I got that feeling. And that was the first time I'd ever gotten that feeling um, in coaching. And, and I knew it was coming sometime. But, you know, every you ask any coach and they'll always say, hey, there was one team. And uh, for me, I felt like that was that was this team. And. When we start, I started coaching with them, learning about them, and um, it was it, it just evolved into a passion. I mean, specifically right after that. You've been with the uh, team for how long? Uh, this will be my sixth year, like fifth, sixth year, sixth year. I always, always have to, always have to count. Twenty twenty one WFA <laughs> Coach of the Year. Fifth year, fifth year. yes, sir. Um, Coach of the Year uh, 2021, um, it was an accolade I was never expecting, and uh, I'm definitely grateful for for having that. And uh, it, it was just something that was unexpected. I just thought I was coaching football, you know. I'm just doing what I like to do. Okay, so you, you, were, you weren't expecting it, but you had a great season, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So... The confidence that I'm, I'm sure that you had with the women, along with yourself and your coaching staff, kind of got to the point where you had a season that was deemed special, correct? Yes, yes. Um, and that special team was in 2019 and to the 2021 um, championships. That the, the core of those women were on that team. And so, um, yeah, it, it was a very special year for us, 2021. Uh, we, we made team commitments. We made team goals. We slowly but surely hit every one of those. And uh, you could just see the confidence level in the ladies just grow week by week. And it, it just it took off. And it, it was something great to be a part of. When, when did you realize that 
All right, this this team. I mean, you know, all your all your groups. It's just, I guess, in a lot of ways, it's kind of like asking what was your favorite kid. But I don't want to go there. Like, but but there there's a moment where I'm sure during the course of seasons where you're like, oh yeah, this this feels special. Something about this is something that you didn't imagine, but it's here and it's kind of an out of body experience. But when was those moments, especially during your championship runs, did you realize that? This this is something special. You know, it, it was I didn't even realize it was that special until we got to Canton, Ohio. And then everything just really sunk in and said, wow, this is this is really real now. You know, this is something that um, coaches and teams work really hard to get to. And they accomplish a lot of goals to get there. Um, we we just thought we were doing our job, you know, and doing it to the best of our ability. And and for me, it's, it's always the next game, the next game. And I, I just don't allow you know, those kind of things to really sink in too much. But yeah. um, it was Canton, Ohio, when I really realized it's like, man, we are in a really special place. Um, we have a we have a great team and uh, more so a family more than anything. And we, we went through ups and downs together throughout the, the past two, three seasons. One was canceled. Um, you know, it, it, we did the best we could with, with what we had. And, and we just proved to ourselves that we could do these things and, and rise up to any challenge that, that comes before us, you know? Um, the moment that it really solidified as, as special is when uh, we, we scored our first touchdown and said, okay, we, we can do this. That confidence came into the game. And then it was just a whole new ball game after that. The whole team just felt it. And uh, we all looked at each other and said, Hey, we're, we're going to win this game. And that was in 20, that was in 2021. As far as that memory, that particular one. Oh yeah, just that particular one. Yeah, I've I've had many with this team. So, uh, what six seasons? So, is the twenty twenty one your favorite child? <sighs> yeah, I'd have to say because of the accolades and, and the wins. And, <laughs> I mean, that's great. Uh, Nineteen was a great year too. Um, you know, and and being an assistant coach in two thousand eighteen, um, that was really a a, a special time for me because it, it was less responsibility, of course. And I, and I got to know the, the players very well on a personal basis and really um, really solidified the connections that we really needed to have between the coaching and coaching staff and players. And and uh, so there, there's a lot of years I could say that were special for me, but yeah, 2021 would be the my favorite. Okay, Danielle. Oh my goodness. So what has been one of your most memorable moments on the field? Oh, um, believe it or not, it would have been a uh, kind of a loss moment. You know, uh, we were we were uh, we were playing really hard against Las Vegas, uh, 2019 year, and uh, we ended up, or excuse me, we were playing Cali War, 2019, and uh, we were we were down by four points, you know, and we were really trying to get, get home and, and make that last touchdown to win the game. And we're in the final moments or in the final minutes. And we just threw a great fade pass to Jesse Felker. She was wide open. Uh, we sucked them in, you know, with our run, with our run strength and, and just threw over the top. And uh, I just remember that moment, seeing that ball, everybody on the sideline thinking, okay, she's going to catch this. We're going to win this ball game. And she, she dropped, I mean, hits her in the hand. She just drops it. 
And uh, the whole sideline just, you could hear the whole sideline just deflate all at once, you know. And so for for me, the reason why that was so special was because after that game, our team got a lot tighter. And we were, we were uh, more apt to accept each other's differences and, and failures. Right. And really, really uh, come together to, to complete a really good goal. You know, in, in our case, it was the championship. Uh, Coach Garza, it, it, literally, I'm hearing you talk about that, and it's reminiscent of, oh, God, going back to the 70s. Remember that Dallas-Pittsburgh Super Bowl where it was a Jackie Harris or something like that? Wide open, dropped it. The Just the, like you said, deflating of sidelines. Oh, that's tough. That's tough. It, it was a tough moment, but um, I think that was something that we really needed to to show that, hey, everybody felt the same way, you know, yeah. so that means we're on to something. Everybody wants the same goals, you know, Definitely. you know, so I, I think I think that's what one of the things that really brought us together. And it also fueled um, our team for the next year. You know, we really wanted to win. So when it came down to the pandemic, what did you do to keep your players motivated to want to continue? Because I know a lot of sports um, the player, the players just got unmotivated because they couldn't play. So, what did you do differently that kept your players motivated and ready to go as soon as they can get back out there? You know, fortunately, uh, we we have a whole bunch of players that are very self motivated. They, um, that special core group of girl or ladies, they actually um, kept the team together. They they kept they keep keep in touch. I mean. Our team really considers ourselves a family. We, we get that close before the end of the year with one another. And um, for for us, it was it was just keeping them informed, giving them workout schedules um, or, excuse me, uh, you know, weightlifting schedules. Uh, they had their own workouts to do in their own backyards and just encouraged them to keep on doing it. But the biggest thing was to stay connected with the team itself. And the players of the team had to stick with other players of the team in order for us to be successful. And I, I think everybody understood um, what that meant for us. And when 2021 came around, it was just a big sigh of relief because it was just all the stress and energy that, that was there and it just needed to be released. And uh, yeah, our ladies were just ready to go ahead and, and just start playing football again. That, that's all they want to do. Well, that just shows how amazing you are as a coach to be able to bring, bring them to something a lot of people couldn't get through. So congratulations to you and your entire team. Yeah, appreciate that. Thank you very much. And Coach Garza, um, you, you, you're you mentioning and you're taking the temperature of your team. You talk about creating a family, family environment, the atmosphere. Those are things that as a coach, you have to evaluate too. You have to evaluate the chemistry is not just a specific skill set, but how can they handle being a student in the not just the locker room on the field, but also as they continue to help teach and coach others as well? So when you're when you're having the ladies try out and you're not just looking for can they throw the ball, catch the ball, run, you're looking at other things. How do you how do you pinpoint a specific player that has it because sometimes it's hard to do that when you're doing an initial tryout 
You may have them come back for a second, maybe even a third. But what are you looking for as a coach when you're evaluating your talent? Uh, you know, for me, it's uh, pretty simple for me. Um, are you coachable? Um, are you willing to take feedback? And uh, how vulnerable can you be? Um, and, and I know those are kind of off the road from traditional football checklists, you know, um, because no matter what, I mean, we, we can take any, any person and make them into a football player right. if, they're, if they're willing to learn, if they're willing to change. Um, it, it, it depends on the player. And uh, you can definitely tell by just talking to some of those folks and, and just saying, hey, how do you feel today? How does this make you feel? Do you feel better after practice now or um, are you nervous today? You know, getting those getting those questions answered and and just really looking into their personality just a little bit before they start with the footwork and the drills and, you know, everything we make them go through. Um, but you, you're absolutely right. You know, there's there's certain aptitudes we really look forward and more so than any of them. Um, vulnerability, it has to be there because um, if, if we can't. If, if we can't be vulnerable with one another, we can't make changes to win, you know, because we're never going to stay the same. We always want to get better every day. Now, I might be I might be asking a little bit too much, but <laughs> or just you, you could just not even answer. But have you ever had a situation where you literally had to, you know, cut someone and then later you're like, you know what? I shouldn't have cut her like, you know, it was it was a it was a you know what it was a it was just a moment where you kind of like, ah, oh, I just needed her to come back or whatever. Have you had ever had one of those moments where you just had kind of had second thoughts or what or whatnot when it came to someone? You know, um, high school, youth, throughout mm -hmm. Nevada Storm here, I, I've never cut a football player. Um, for me, it's 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 family. So, you know, you, every now and then you got a squeaky wheel. You know, right, you right. But. Uh, I, I've, I've never cut anybody over football because, again, I, I really believe football is one of those things that everybody can do um, and be a part of. Um, so for me to take that away from from somebody, that would be the most devastating thing you could do to me. So right. I, I, would, I wouldn't do that to anybody else. So um, I've never cut anybody from a football team. Now, have I disciplined people? Yes, absolutely. Right. Um, but I've, I've never cut anybody from the team. Hey. Coach Garza, bless your heart on that, because you don't hear that too often um, in most cases on most teams, um, high school or, you know, any other different level of uh, athletics or whatnot. So it's cool. But I'm going to go back to what you were talking about earlier when it comes to just spreading awareness to women's football. Um, not only is it important, um, I feel like the spotlight should be shared not just with the men's and what they do but also the women's and the impact that it can have within communities as well so during your tenure and your time coaching women's football have you seen that evolution of it start to shift the conversations become a little bit more engaged you may see younger women or the little girls that may come to the practices be inspired by Talk to me a little bit about just that journey in itself, just not just being a head coach, but just seeing the evolutions of women's football. You know, I, I think it's on its way. It it, it takes time. And um, a good case of like the, the WNBA that that came up because it was it was really well funded. There was organized yep. and it was just put out there. Whereas, you know, the, the football leagues for women here, um, it, it's it's from grassroots up. 
you know, there's, there's no big deep pockets. Uh, and if there are some, then it's, it's very limited to a couple um, teams or, or a league, you know, um, I think it's starting to make a bigger splash. And I think just that, you know, the televised games are starting to uh, impact the public because now people are starting to recognize that um, there are women football players and they are really good. It, it's not just going to watch, you know, 12 or 22 women on the field, you know, um, run average football. I mean, are are the ladies that we have and played against are just some of them are very elite athletes and right. um, they're doing amazing things. And, you know, from day one, I've always been amazed about the talents that these women have. And it's not that I wasn't aware of them. It was just that, you know, all of us outside of football are not aware of it, you know, and, and for me to, to stumble on that team, I, my first thought was amazement. And so I, I think when thinking back to that, um, I think that's what other people are going to, are going to realize and, and see once they start watching women's football, it, it's not just fundamentals. It's, it's a real game and these ladies can play. What's one of the biggest lessons that you learned from one of your players? Oh, be patient, <laughs> patience. Uh, you know, um, I'm anybody on my team will tell you that I, I'm pretty sharp tongued. Um, I may not say the best. Um, I, I may not have the best words in line for you or, or, you know, I, I don't tend to, to know what, what to say at the right time sometimes, but uh, they, they get to know me. They know I'm, it's coming from a very genuine place, you know, and I, I truly am passionate for their, for their, uh, for their improvement. It, so for me, it's patience and, and learning to uh, um, just see the, just see the room a little bit clearer, you know, and uh, make sure that you're, you're always uh, there to make that emotional deposit as well. Coach, I'm telling you, that's life lessons because it's not just in athletics. It's it's something that I was probably dealing with a couple of days ago as far as how to say the right things or what to say when it comes to certain things. Sometimes, you know, you, you get so emotional because we're human that sometimes it's, you know, it sometimes the words just don't come out right. I don't care how old you are. You're still going <laughs> to learn these lessons as you go and grow and get older. Right. But. The thing that's cool is, um, you know, we're we're still we're still young at heart, and we're still trying to uh, at least navigate through some of these, uh, you know, things that we're not perfect in, and I think it's excellent. Yeah, and, and that's where that, that vulnerability comes from. You know, like I said, you have that, and if you're if you're able to be vulnerable, I mean, you you think about it, and and one one of the things I do tell people that try out is. You're coming out here with a bunch of strangers that you've never met before doing something you've never done before. You know, that in itself is pretty challenging. Yep. You know, so, um, for, for somebody to come out and do that is, um, it's very unique. You know, you, you don't find, uh, very many women that want to come out and, or, or guys, you know, that want to come out and do something they'd never done before in front of somebody, you know? And so I, I think those kind of things, um, I think those those things those those lessons of vulnerability and, and how to how to just be a better person better communicator it's just it's it's got to be there for football. The season starts uh, is this a- April? April twenty second, yeah, for us. Or twenty first. So you you have your you have your team your you have your opponents. Uh, is there any rivalries that we we need to have billboard material for before the season starts or? 
who is it that what team that you don't like <laughs> or what team that you like you know what i want that team for whatever reason you know um i i want to start by saying i like all the teams um okay. like every every team that i've met um they've been very cordial um with our team uh, well minus one but we don't ever play them <laughs> anymore, so different league doesn't matter um okay yeah, uh, but, you know, every team that I've met is very cordial. Um, they, they all have great coaches, and uh, I, talk, I try to talk to coaches after the game, before the games, and and uh, one of the things that we've all come to understand is that, especially here in the West Western Conference of the WFA, we all respect one another, and uh, we, really, we really do appreciate the other coaches that are across from us. Um, with that said, it, the best games that we have played – that would we would say would be a rival would have to be Cali War. Yeah, I would say that would be our rival. Um, whether we like it or not, or whether they like it or not, that, I think that's what it's coming down to. And and I think hey. it's a healthy rival. It's nothing like we we don't like each other because I absolutely love some of their players. Yeah, um, on their on their team, and I, I coached a couple in the All American game in 2021 and got to know them a little better. And for me, it's it's a great team, great coaching staff. Um, you know, run run by a good organization, great organization. Um, we really we really just want to have fun with it, and then you know, at the end of the game, you know, put our arms around each other, and say, "Hey, that was a great game. Let's Absolutely. do it again next year, or let's do it again next time." My house, you know, right? Uh, we 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 want to have that healthy community, that healthy rivalry there, you know. So there's no bad blood for you know for any reason, but it just seems like they they seem to be our rival and and be our um our thorn in our side and and the same to them you know every year after year so um i think think rivalry week is always fun when you know i mean and it's just like you know you want to go against your big brother or your big sister or something like that and you want to show them up in some cases or little brother or little sister or whatever the case may be bottom line is the goal is to win they're great in everything coach garza that's excellent but I know you and your team, listen, we're going we gonna to take this up a level every time we play you and make it a healthy competition with no bad blood. Let's just get busy and do what we got to do. Yep. Right? I, I, that's absolutely right. That, that coaching staff that they have is a great coaching staff. Um, they're, they, they're really thought out. Um, and I, I like to say our coaching staff is as well. You know, um, we, have, we have a mixture of uh, older coaches and, and younger coaches on our staff. And uh, everybody brings something to the table, and and it, it just seems to be my staff is on fire when we play those folks, and the ladies see it, they get behind it, and um, the players see it on both sides, and and it's it's it becomes a great game every time we play them. So see, um, see, Danielle, I feel like Coach Garza is real reserved until rivalry week, and then he's unleashed. He's like on another level. I could be wrong, but I feel like this is the calm coach right now. But game times or when you have your rival, they're yeah. a level to you, right? I'm I'm pretty smooth. And then uh, when I become an <laughs> you know, and it happens. It does happen. Um, That's good. Well, yeah, what I about mean, across, the, across the league right now? I mean, I, I'm – you know, just recently, I just started really kind of diving deep to see the level of – you know, support that not just the women's league is getting, but the, but the commitment that a lot of these women are actually paying attention 
to do to help other teams and other leagues and things like that. Um, not even trying to compare it to like, you know, the mainstream sports and athletics, the football, the football teams or, or whatnot, but this feels so good. So good. So if there's people out there that is looking to, you know, like Danielle and myself, we want to come to games and support, cover the games live, different things like that. Um, what do you say to the people that actually is trying to, um, I guess in a lot of ways, just be a part of this and help it grow? Um, talk to some of the people that's on social media, hashtagging Nevada Storm, everything else of that nature, just trying to be able to pick up something where I think a lot of people are really starting to consume it and appreciate it as well. Uh, you know, as far as, as, as all that publicity goes, you know, um, we've done our fair share of, of social media, keeping mm -hmm. up with our websites. At this time, at a point in time, you kind of have to, um, especially with the league and, and trying to gain that recognition, like you said. Right. Um, but it, it seems to be the best way to do it. Um, for us, it's, it's NevadaStormFootball.com, um, NevadaStormFootball um, on Facebook. Um, we're absolutely on TikTok as well. So, you know, we're, we're trying great. to hit all the platforms to, to help bring in uh, the younger groups of, of people. And we found that a lot of our games are starting to bring in younger um, viewers. And for us, we really, we really like that. Um, but, as far as the league goes, um, the leagues have done a great job to, to help us promote um, our teams and, and do the best that we can to get out on those social platforms. Um, you know, but, but for me, I, I kind of take a step back from that with the team. Um, I'm just a coach and uh, we have a, we have a, a social media person that takes care of all that for us. There you go. There you go. Okay. Okay. But I know for sure um, it, it's interesting because I know, um, I always look at sports like this. It's, you know, football, uh, basketball, baseball, they're, they're all different in, in their own right, in their own way when it comes to um, promoting, but also adding a human element to it as we're getting to know this coach or this player or the people behind the scenes that's putting together a league and things of that nature. But it's also cool to just, you know, have a face or a voice with the journey that each each person is going through it makes me want to root not just for the underdog but for the person who's you know putting in a lot of time effort and, and practice and things like that so um with that being said everything in social media everything that you kind of see as as a maturing um league of women getting the spotlight they deserve what else is next in your coaching career you're going to continue to win championships but in addition to that What's next? Uh, you know, I'm I, like I told my our president when I first applied for the head coaching job. Uh, I'm I'm here till you kick me out, or for some reason I'm not here. You know, um, okay. I I really think that I'm I'm sticking with women's football, and I think personally I've got a commitment going on, and and I think I can, um, I know I can be a footprint for many other coaches and many other players. Um, you know, I, I've told, I've told my, my team this a couple times, you know, it, it's not going to be us that get, you know, famous off of this game. Wow. It's not going to be us that gets all that recognition. It's going to be the women and, and the young ladies that they actually inspire on the football field for mm -hmm. them to actually follow in their footsteps and, and then 
you know, raise us up to be a big, you know, bigger culture than what it, what it is right now, you know, and start rivaling those of, of men's professional sports. Gotcha. Um, I, I truly believe that. And, and for me, I, I think that I just want to make that one little impact of a footprint. And so I'm, I'm here with Nevada storm and uh, I've, I've been, I've looked at other coaching jobs, uh, but you know, during the day I'm a blue collar worker um, nighttime, I'm studying football, you know, uh, I, I, I can't do anything but, but coach Nevada storm right now. It's in your DNA. I respect that. And not only that, I mean, you know, um, one one thing I respect about you from from this interview and conversation alone is like you, you know, there there's there's leaders and there's people who's pretending to be. And and again, a lot of the lines that you are, um, you know, utilizing to coach your team is what I respect, too, because you have to have a level of humility in what you do in life. Anyways, you can't be too high. You can't be too low. You kind of have to be centered in what you're trying to do and build, especially if you're trying to build something that you really have a passion for. And you started off this interview that way as well. And before I ask you a final question, I'll, I'll let Danielle ask you whatever question or make a comment as well. Oh, and first of all, I want to say thank you. It's been really awesome to be in Tenillion. and I can't wait to get to know more of your players and come to the games and cheer you guys on. It's going to be super awesome. But so when you guys are just about to go out there, what is in your playlist? Uh, so the girls have, uh, the ladies have some some songs they like to listen to, but uh, I guess Big Sean would have to be one of their favorites before they All go right. out. The field. All right. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that that's 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 the music they like. They let them do their thing, you know. Right on. Right on. All right, coach. What what about your own personal playlist, coach? What's in yours? Uh, mine. Uh, before the game, uh, it's kind of hard. Uh, before the game, it's usually something. Uh, if I'm around the players, I usually ask, "Hey, up at your, where do you, what do you guys want to listen to?" Um, you know, I played in the '90s, so you know. It, it always had to be some Motley Crue or something okay. going on. Um, uh, but for me, uh, recently, before games, just something calm, smooth. Um, anything uh, jazz. I, I love jazz theory. I love jazz music, believe it or not. Um, so I, last year, I think I played the most was... Um, yeah, it, I think the last year... Last year, I played uh, a bunch of electronica, like smooth electronica before games, just to kind of let's calm down, you know, because uh, you got to get your head right. And it's not because you want to get hyped up. It's more of a, well, I'm the leader of this team, so I better be calm and cool and collective. <laughs> but, you know, they'll be calm, cool, collective, you know, and it never works out that way. But, you know, I try. See, Coach Garza is a Zen kind of guy. Like, I, I get it. I get it. It's not at all. Yeah. Um, and and finally, what what else does Coach Coach Garza do? Like, what are besides coaching? What are some of the other hobbies and/or activities that you have as we're trying to get to know each other? What do you do? I'm an outdoor guy. Um, I like I like camping. I like going off and and um, getting lost on trails. That's that's a lot of fun. Um, I love barbecuing with my brother. My brother and I make some amazing barbecue and. Uh, we share it with as many people as as we can or whoever we choose to fight over. <laughs> um, you know, um, other than that, I mean, I'm, I'm a pretty simple guy. Um, 
I enjoyed cooking and, and uh, I guess the other couple things I more so than anything, I love playing games. I love playing board games, video games, poker games, uh, card games. Um, but my forte happens to be poker. Right on. And favorite board game is what? Oh, uh, favorite board game. Risk. All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> I had to think about well, which one I played most last year. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. Hey, as getting to know you um, over the course of this, this moment, I want to just not just thank you for um, hanging out with us, but um, I'm hoping that this can be the start of many, many more as we not just approach the season, but during the season, yes. um, having these moments where we could, exchange dialogue about the games and you know the fact that you're all undefeated at a certain period of time and you're you're closing in on a championship and you know all, all, I'm, I'm putting all this into the air right now hopefully that'll be the case so you know that's that's what that's what I would like to continue to see when it comes to the success not just the wins and losses but how you're carrying um, the ability to lead this team and helping these women become leaders as well not just within the locker room, but also when they're out in the field. And I, I can't thank you enough for um, sharing this moment with us. And, and, and here's to many more, right? Yes, absolutely. I, I appreciate you very much for allowing me to come on, on your show here and actually just promote our team for a little bit. Um, yeah, the, the ladies, I, I can't take away from them, though. Um, they are, we have an amazing group of women on our team, and uh, each, each one of them are talented in their own aspect. And um, I just, I just so grateful that they allowed me to coach, uh, allow me to coach them throughout football. And, and, and I appreciate that. So, but I, more so I, I appreciate you uh, taking the time to, to, you know, broadcast this and, and yes, I do want to see some more interviews when we're going undefeated in the season. You better believe it. You got that <laughs> you know, right. I love you it. Better you better believe know, it. My, we're we're going to look back on this tape as the beginning of your run. I, I hope so. I really do hope so. <laughs> We're gonna do everything we can to make it possible. You better. You got that right. You got that right. Hey, Coach Garza, I appreciate it. Thank you for taking the time out. And again, like I said, here's to many, many more um, interviews and future success of the Storm. Um, and Danielle and myself, we'll, we'll we'll be at some games, and hopefully, we'll be able to do some of this live too. Hey, I, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. And it was great meeting y'all. Pleasure meeting you as well. Coach Garza, soon to be, uh, what? You're going to be another uh, coach of the year. I'm putting oh, man, come on. Come on <laughs> well, you know, I, I'll work hard. I'll do whatever I can to get that, you know, and maybe this time it wouldn't be so much of a surprise. There you go. There you go. It'll be expected. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll that one one step at a time. Yeah. One step at a time. One game at a time. One practice at a time. Hold on, let me go backwards. One practice at a time. So, <laughs> Coach Garza, thanks again. Hey, thank y'all. Thank y'all. All right, take care, uh, Coach Garza. That is the.